Hi, good afternoon. Hi, it's afternoon again. Afternoon again, <laughs> yes. Well, we've been moving wood yes. and all sorts. So, and that's not a euphemism either. That was, that was literally, we did have a wood delivery today. So this is episode 60. It is. Yeah, I feel like we should be celebrating 60 because that's effectively two months. It is, yeah. Yeah, so, yeehaw, well done. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Go on then, what are we talking about today? Um, today we're talking about Facebook groups um, and how to use Facebook groups for your business, to market your business, and whether you should have your own Facebook group as right. well, like the benefits of having your own Facebook group. Okay, yeah, because I suppose a lot of people go into the, they know of Facebook groups and so on, but they don't necessarily always think of it as a marketing well, more than know of, I mean, most people are, are in a Facebook group now. So right. some of the stats I was researching earlier, um, Facebook itself is 2.74 billion active users now. Really? Yeah. Which That's is, insane. It is insane. Um, but 1.8 billion of them are in groups um, to, to a certain one wow. degree or another, whether that's one group or several groups. Because they used to have this really cool thing. Well, it wasn't really cool, but it was a really convenient thing where you had an app that was just groups. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. And it was it that. was so nice because it meant that you could just focus on your groups without getting sucked into a timeline. Yeah. And Facebook obviously realised, oh yeah, but they're not using our app yeah. that well. So and they just removed the group. I'm app, surprised they? they didn't kind of come back to it because Mark Zuckerberg's um, whole thing, uh, like pushing forward. I think from 2018 was the announcement, is a focus on groups. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because he wanted to bring back that kind of um, element of us seeing things from friends and family and things that we're interested in rather than right. just adverts and everything else. So it was. So they actually, that's that's one of the reasons that I'll go through to be in groups is, uh, sorry, not to be in groups, to have a Facebook group or to at least utilise them for your business because your post is much more likely to be seen. Well, you, and well, and you, if you're the admin on the group, yeah, you you can dictate what the rules are because it's very often that you'll join groups and um, you're very, especially if you're a business owner, you're very limited as to what you can actually say or do. Yeah, They're, they can be very, which you can understand because unlike um, other things, it's um, where spam is not really allowed. Yeah. They haven't quite really nailed that, certainly on social media, unless the admins get involved, have they? Yeah. Because you will often see someone just post about, like before those rules came in and before people got smart to it, where they just flood a page with yeah. all of their yeah. business posts. Yeah, exactly. And you still see it on comments sometimes, um, especially in big groups, if the admins, or if there's not that many admins, you know, they just haven't got a chance to kind of monitor it all. You'll see, I saw one earlier that someone had talked about something like, video or also, I can't remember what they talked about it but it was completely unrelated to what this person commented on which was like right. offering some kind of healthcare product right. um, which just bad no relevance at all so they'd obviously just spammed a load of comments so it does still happen but not uh, not as much because you do have the admins and the moderators and also obviously getting in the group so there's three different ways you can get in a group it's either public which is anybody um, private but can also be found yeah um, which people have to allow you in, um, yeah. and uh, secret, which is obviously only for people that know about it. You can't even be searched, so you right. have to kind oh, of invite know. people to those groups. Okay. Yeah, cool. so it's, um, so yeah, it's a, it, it is a, a really viable business idea, uh, not idea, sorry, no, business marketing strategy. strategy. Yeah, um, you can, as a person, you can join up to 3,000, no, sorry, 6,000 groups. Really? Yeah, um, as yourself, so you can, you can be almost in unlimited groups, I mean, I'm in maybe probably approaching 100 and I find it confusing enough. So God well, knows if you're in that many. Yeah, you have to be quite careful about who, how you join the groups because I, th I personally, unless you're about to tell me differently, but I find the, uh, like, you being able to manage uh, groups mm. and activity in groups and see what's going on in groups. Mm. After Once you get past 20 or whatever plus groups, Facebook's, platform is rubbish yeah. at allowing you to sort out groups yeah. and to get notified and in fact there's a group function within the Facebook app but really all it is it's just uh, it's just a list of yeah. the groups yeah. and it's and if anything it's really pants in terms of 
it, it's hard to get to the list of your groups because a lot of the time it's yeah. trying to get you to like other groups. Yeah, that it? has improved a bit, I think, and you can favourite them now as well. Oh, okay. So there's definitely a few that I kind of, even though I'm in, uh, it must be a, a hundred or so, I've never looked at it properly, but even though I'm in a lot, there's, there's a handful that I kind of regularly go back to yeah. um, that I find I get good value from. Well, one of the strategies that we use in Smiley Booth, uh, the photo booth hire business we have, is there are specific groups um, dedicated for, for say if it's the wedding market, for example, where obviously people getting married will probably, they'll want all sorts of supplier information about whether it's hairdressers or photo booths or DJs or whatever yeah. it is. And so what we, and the admins of those types of groups will happily allow for the suppliers, wedding suppliers, to be able to just post. Yeah about their business because they, they see that as a benefit to the brides and everything in the group or so. at least respond as well so if a bride puts you know i'm looking for a photographer for example then obviously people can can comment their business yeah so one of the strategies that we have in smiley booth is when we talk to our franchisees is always about right okay look this is your area you should be known in every one of your yeah. groups that support your area like yeah. every there should be regular posts going in those groups from from you that talks about your service like well, it's free right yeah well and as a local business strategy actually just check my stats here but local groups because of the pandemic grew by 3.3 times wow. um, just from so like may onwards so that's been a real kind of jump that people are, are looking locally and also people are searching within facebook so it's, right. it's becoming more of a a search platform now that people are actually kind of looking for something to find um and there's that uh, massive group i was telling you about the other yes, day that's, yeah. that's uh lockdown i can't remember the whole title of the group but something along the lines of lockdown tips and ideas for families or something along mm. those lines and it's got like 1.1 million people in it um and that's because obviously it's a common cause and a common um uh you know need that yeah. lots of people are like ah what do we do with the kids in lockdown yeah <laughs> Is it, so you're going to be talking about some of the strategies as well you should use for the groups, not just about... Yeah, I mean, not so much about... Uh, I will be talking about other people's groups, but more about how you can build your own group and why why you want to, why you should okay. do, really. Well, then before you get into that, I think we should definitely talk about how you should... Um, how how you should... as a, If you're a business owner, um, you've got some service that you want to push or product you want to push, how you, you should engage in those groups. Because... Yeah. It's, we talked on a previous episode about how we we would see people trying to constant. The only time they engaged in the group was to say, "Look at me, and this is my service yeah. all the time." And yet, there was a, a, the opposite of that mm-hmm. was people that were just super helpful in the group all the yeah. time, and were adding and, and just engaging in the group to add value. Right. Yeah. So if someone had a problem that they need solving, they'd go out of their way to give them a solution, but they wouldn't necessarily constantly be referring to their own business. And that was a way smarter way of um, raising the profile of themselves and their business because they became known within that group. Like yeah. they became the person, the, the expert that you go to or the resource that you go to, right? Yeah. And so the byproduct of that activity was that people were eventually hiring or buying their service because yeah. them as a personality or as a person rather, was their profile was so high in that yeah. group. And that's how you should approach groups, yeah. right? You should be... In, in your local groups and everything else, yes, you should, if you have an opportunity where they have, because a lot of them have things like <coughs> um, promotional Tuesdays. Well, that's what I was about to say. So um, there's ways that you can out and out just market your product, you know, without having to do all this kind of relationship building. And, and one of those is like um, local buy and sell groups. So if you've got a physical product or a, or a kind of a traditional service, as it were, like um, like a you know, a beautician, a hairdresser, a, a, an accountant, something right. where you, you, you know, it's very kind of cut and dry what you do. It's very okay. um, obvious. Then you could just put it in these buy and sell groups, which is fine. Um, buy and sell groups within Facebook? Yes, and the, yeah. within okay. Facebook, um, for your local community. Do you think um, they work, those types of groups? Because whenever I've looked at them, they seem like really noisy places. It depends on the group. It right. really does. I mean, it's if, if you've got a small like a village group i mean if we take our area in england for example where where we were um you know the, the kind of wider area is like bournemouth and paul which right. what, as a guess is a population of one to two million maybe but then you can bring that right down to the like little suburbs within yeah. that so um it, it depends and then you've got like 
Um, it, it might be like um, uh, niche down further. Like I think there's a, a pool group for children, um, people with children seven years and up. Right. Also, so it might be that you can niche down again, or it might be you know pet owners in that area. Yeah, because those types of groups are really good. In the, in most cases, you have to quali- you have to answer certain questions to get into the group, yeah. and and the admins are normally because especially if it's a local group, um, they'll be, they'll one of the questions is do you live in the area? Yeah. And if they start to identify issues that you're not living, if they think you're not living in the area, or you're just joining the group to spam. And don't think it's the admins that will pick up that you're spamming. Normally, it's someone within the group yeah. that doesn't like the posts that you've made. Yeah. They'll flag it to the admin, and then you get booted out of the group. Yeah. And they're, they're, those are certainly better groups, because some of the bigger groups that I've seen on Facebook, um, I often see like foreign spammers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like they're always like, I made a million pounds by yeah. investing this 10 quid here and do you know what I mean? Or buy yeah. this Bitcoin yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just fill the group full of nonsense yeah. content. So whereas local groups don't seem to suffer that so much because everybody polices. Yeah, I think local and niche. I mean, people can over police. I mean, uh, we um, obviously got our own travel group, which has got quite a few people in there. And there is, there is one lady in particular that constantly tags me oh, really? um, to say that somebody's broken the rules and normally I kind of go and look at the post and it's fine um, or my co-admin does and it, yeah it's really like very minor like it, it might be that they've just promoted the, uh, a blog post or something like something very small and I'm like oh. <laughs> well, sometimes I mean like if you've never created a Facebook group they're really powerful things for um for creating awareness or or building a, a place for like-minded people to go right so um your travel group is how many people's in that group now i need to let a lot more in i've got people waiting but twelve and a half thousand, i think yeah it's quite a lot in there no i think it's more than that actually now i think i just let a wave in the other day about fourteen thousand. i think actually. Well, yeah well and that's all because like, that was created off the back of again with a friend of yours lucinda yeah uh, and both of you have a passion for because obviously we travel around the planet. She yeah. travelled. Well, she was obviously Aaron's inspiration. Yeah, she, she was, yeah. and and that's kind of how the group uh, began because we wanted to meet more like-minded people in yeah. the travel community. But we also used a group, interestingly, for our local village. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. So this is a good example of why groups. If you're finding that some like there's a particular groups don't necessarily always have to be a, about marketing or getting business sometimes they're about solving an issue or raising awareness and in our in our local uh, village there was a weird scenario where the um there was a there was a couple of de- developers basically who were who had some pieces of land and who were basically doing things let's say wasn't necessarily straight mm. and and right in mm-hmm. a lot of ways and it was all everything felt like it was being done by clo- behind closed doors and um, between them and the council and only a handful of people would ever know what was going on and most of the time most of us in the community wouldn't have a clue what was going on until after it happened mm-hmm. and one of the questions that kept coming up by other people in the um, in the village was well why is it we're always the last to know why do we have to learn about these things so far after the fact because if we'd have known earlier we would have done something about it and why is it always the same people banging the drum to try and stop it wasn't it there was exactly. a small group of us that would try and stop these things yeah. going through all the time yeah yeah because basically there's there's short and tall of it is these individuals were were, were trying to build on gra- green belt uh, on green belt yeah. and um and, and and they didn't care about the impact on the local community or anything like that it was all about trying to make money so we, we were like well how do we create a, a, a community awareness and so we were like facebook group mm. and so we created a facebook group and we just and put it out there to people and just said look this is just this is all about supporting local community and raising awareness and that thing just took a lot and that's the thing they do take a yeah. life of their own once you created a a space for people to and it adds a value to the to that community people actively participate and drive drive it and take it and more invite other people 
Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's why actual local groups and niche interest groups actually work the best in terms mm-hmm. of the, the speed of their growth because people invite people. I mean, it, it, just looking at the travel one, all the people trying to get in all the time and normally because it, it will show invited by oh really um, they're normally invites rather than people that have found it by themselves yeah it's interesting yeah. because it's because we've even got because before it was just me and you being the admins on that group mm. and it became too much because yeah. some of the conversations were they they were quite in depth because they ended up getting into planning discussions yeah. and what the council's done and and all this kind of stuff and of course the whole area had its own issues to battle and then we had a couple of people... Or you get tagged in like a neighbour dispute or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> so we actually had a couple of the people that were in the group say, look, can I be admins? Yeah. And Because we want to be able to do this in the group. And we were like, absolutely. And we've effectively stepped... I mean, we don't even... We, we don't live there anymore. We still have our home there, but we spend... We certainly spend most of our time in the last 12 months in yeah. France, not in yeah. the UK because of uh, everything that's gone on with COVID. But... Um, <clears throat> But it's been fascinating to watch, and yeah. that's the beauty of groups. Absolutely, I think. people feel like well, you're giving them power, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, this is what Mark Zuckerberg said. He he wants posts that spark conversation and meaningful interactions. They were like his words, and that's a hundred percent what groups do. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's a great way to kind of really tap into your audience as well. If you create a group. Um, you can get feedback so easily on how they feel about things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's, that's kind of market research gold that you, you can't buy, you know, by kind of understanding people's feeling on something. Um, and well, so just to say, you'd mentioned on a previous episode when you talked about, um, oh, I can't remember what the whole discussion was now, but one of the, you'll remember when I say it, it's um, one of the aspects of, this thing was about having authority, yeah. like creating authority. What was that? I've mentioned it a few times. Yeah, but it, we um, did it specifically in one episode, yeah. didn't we? Um, and that's one of the great things about creating a group. Yes. Because if, you, if you're if you the creator and the admin of a group, you immediately position yourself as the person of authority yeah. in that group. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how big that group goes and how how long that group runs, you're always the, go to, like the mm-hmm. dominant authority in that group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so just uh, taking a step back, so t- using other people's groups, you, um, you've got the buy and sell groups, and then you've got, um, as you said, that um, a lot of the, um, especially the kind of businessy groups or marketing groups uh, or like coaching groups, all these kind of ones will have like set days for certain things, yeah. set days that you can com- promote on. Um, and it might be that, um, you know, one day is like social media day and you, yeah. you can drop your social media handles in for people to follow. Or another day is like freebie Friday or something like that. So you can put your freebies up for all these yeah. different things that people. So you can obviously utilize those. But aside from that, as you were um, talking about with the um, kind of like relationship building piece is to kind of be in these groups and and just watch out for posts to to be able to offer value and help and position yourself as the expert. Um, and also you can, a lot of the time, you, you've got to read the rules, obviously, when you yeah, join you one of these groups. Um, a lot of the time you can't kind of post links to your stuff. But that doesn't mean that you can't just reach out to that person in the group that's asked for help on something and just send them a direct message. Um, now, you have to be careful here. You're not... People are not going to want a load of spam messages, you know. Like it has to be in response to solving a problem. Yeah, exactly. Like buy my this, buy my that. But if you if you've got something that you think can genuinely help someone, I mean, for example, I did this earlier. There was a post um, in that lockdown group that I was talking about um, with with somebody that just completely at her wince end for her husband's birthday because it's a January birthday, which as you know suck anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody wants to do anything. But it's in lockdown and she was just completely out of ideas and she was just like, help, what do I do? And so obviously Say It is, is a great product for people's birthdays. Yeah. Our, uh, for anyone listening to this that's never heard us before, Say It is our uh, video platform where you can create group videos for people as a gift. So I just, I put a little thing, comment saying what we did, but I couldn't leave the link. So I said, I'll just drop you a PM if that's okay. Yeah. So I dropped her a message and she wrote back saying, thank you, that's great. I'll take a look. Yeah. You know? So I'm not going to, you know, just scour all the comments and spam everybody. But yeah. that particular person I relevant. thought would need, could benefit from it. And if she doesn't want it, she doesn't want it. Well, and you've only just joined that group and that, that issue yeah. popped up. And that's the thing with these groups is there's no expense other than time yeah. in them. So... 
um, and they're and they're definitely worthwhile experiences. To yeah. the only thing I would caution you on when they do, you mentioned just going back a bit when you you mentioned about the where they do like a promotional day, yeah. and and I've seen this in a couple of groups. So they go, oh, it's promotional Tuesday. You can put your and and they'll do the post on the page, and it says with like the promotional, and it'll say put your uh, the link to your business in the comments below. Just don't even bother. It because, depends on the size of the group. Yeah. Because you're about to say there'll be hundreds of thousands of them. Uh, yeah. I just find personally, I, I personally find that a waste of time. Only yeah. in that, if you think about the way a Facebook timeline looks uh, within any group or anything like that, it's normally post, 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 post. And then if that post doesn't immediately grab you, yeah. you don't then look at the comments. No. And um, so you just flick onto the next post. Yeah. Whereas if it's like promotional Tuesday, you can now post about your business and you get an entirely separate post. Because mm-hmm. the way I see it is it's about having real estate uh, space on that that timeline. And if you it don't is. have that real estate, the value of it is so much smaller. It is, but, but those posts disappear as well. So it, it really depends on the size of the group. If it's not too... I mean, because again, this... this um, there's two things on that. This the, the group that I posted in earlier that I just mentioned, the, the lockdown one, is 1.1 million. It's massive. Yeah. I've seen a couple of other comments, sorry, posts similar to the one I just described, but they've got a thousand comments on it. I'm not going to bother. She's never going to. He or she is never going to see my comment on that. You just but, made me think. Sorry, you just made me think of something. If you did post on that yeah. with that thousand comments, what does it do to the post? Puts it to the top. Puts it to the top. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, would you? Would anybody read the Is comments? That, it, when there's that many, it's not worth it. But the reason I did it earlier was she'd only posted an hour before. Right. So it was likely that she was she looking. Yeah. And she did. She, she came back to me immediately. So she mm. was clearly looking. So that, that's one thing. So one thing is the size of the group um, and on these kind of promotional posts. Uh, I mean, I know that wasn't promotional, but generally the size of the group does matter. Um, but two, it, if, it depends how specific it is. So if, for example, it's a wedding group and they say, I don't know, cake makers on a Tuesday or something right, like this. Okay, yeah, yeah. If, if a bride's looking for a cake maker, she's going to click on that post and go through all the cake makers. So yeah, you want right. to be there with everybody else. Yeah. So uh, it, it depends. It, it, you've got to use your, your um, you know, EQ really with um, IQ and EQ yeah. with with um, Facebook groups so that you're really kind of getting an idea of the size of the group, how engaged people are. Because yeah. I'm in an event planners group, for example, which I'm going to leave because it's utterly useless. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a big international group. There's thousands of people in it, but it's just all spam. It's rubbish. Yeah, so, and that's the problem with a yeah, lot of you. you, have have to, you yeah, you have to use your intuition, really. Yeah, and a lot of the time you don't know whether these groups are any good until you join them mm. because a lot of them are closed groups that you have to. You, you have to answer some questions to get in in the first place. Yeah. But, yeah, you definitely have to cull your group list yeah. very quickly because otherwise... Because it's better to have five great engaged groups and 50, yeah. like, pretty pants ones. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, like, the uh, the Theopathetus winners group, um, I can't remember how many is in there now. It's a couple of thousand, but, you know, they're always networking with each other yeah. and helping each other out and, and, you know, using each other's services. It's a very kind of tight-knit group. Yeah. Um, so, whereas other business ones I've seen are, are nothing like that. So, it, it does depend on the kind of ecosystem of your yeah. particular group, I suppose. It's a, definitely a worthwhile activity and something that um, all of us in business should be doing all the time. Yeah. Um, we should be dedicating a certain amount of time. I'd say daily, mm. just put aside a little bit of time. You've got to be careful with that, you know, notifications if you're a member of loads yeah. of groups because your Facebook notifications be going off hundreds of times yeah. a day and you've got enough to be getting on with in a day without worrying about that. And that's one of the reasons why allocating a a piece of time in a day is probably the best best way for Well, also, uh, it's a good point, actually, diarying it, because if, if there is, like, a, you know, a Tuesday business post that does work quite well for you in a specific group, yeah, it's difficult to remember that. Yeah. So, you know, having that diarised to, oh, on a Tuesday I post in these three groups and on a Thursday I post in that one, and just yeah. knowing that is, is really helpful because you're not going to remember those two, especially if you're in a lot of groups. Yeah, and one of the strategies that we've used in the past is we will take... We will, because we normally plan our content in, in, in our businesses, and then what we'll do is that content, we'll then share it, but we'll share it directly to the groups. You yes. can share a post 
on your timeline directly to a group you're a part of. Yes. So if you are, like I was describing, in like the wedding groups, then, um, and they allow you to put promotional content on there, which, oh, excuse me, a lot of those types of groups do. Yeah. Um, then it's very easy for us just to do, okay, today I'm going to share this post, today I'm going to share that post. And, as, and that helps you write your content because if the content is more about helping people, informing them about a particular subject. So for us, it's not if it's for Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire, for example, it might, it might be a post that we've put on our timeline that's actually talking about a part of a blog we've written mm-hmm. about why Photo Booth Hires are great for whatever it might be. Yeah. And then, so we've linked that to our Facebook page, put a post on there, and then we share that to the relevant group. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you get the benefit of all of that. Yeah, so, exactly. And and but, so if you own your own group, yeah. All the better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll come to that now. But one thing I just thought about with other people's groups as well is that you can also use those groups for, for research. Um, you know, just putting a question with a poll yeah. or something in these. Oh groups. yeah, people are really quick to give their opinion. Yeah, on the exactly. Is a is a really useful way, you know, if you if you especially if you've got a local um physical business. So I know obviously most of them are kind of closed at the minute in, in England at least, but if you um you know if you if you're like oh we're thinking I don't know of elongating our shop hours until seven pm would this be a good idea you know you're yeah. going to get a lot of great feedback from the people that it's really relevant to yeah um on you are going to get great feedback but groups is also a great place for trolls to hang out yeah oh yeah just you'll get used to the people to ignore though <laughs> oh and it's the same yeah it is the and same if they what you'll find is there'll be a handful of people that participate in nearly every post and they will be as they'll be as argumentative <laughs> and as prickly as possible won't they they will you'll ask a very simple question and one of these trolls will step up and they'll just they'll either they'll either try and attack the question like you're an idiot for asking it <laughs> or they'll give a sarcastic response yeah. um, or or they'll try in some way to insult you and it's a game to them and yeah. they uh, and you see it in nearly every group there's always a there's always a handful of people and you've just got to just identify who they are quite early on and ignore and then just go right ignore. you can in fact block certain yeah. people so to them they don't see that they've been blocked but you don't get to see their comments. Yeah. I think that's the way it works, yeah. isn't it? Or just to be honest, just ignore. You yeah. know, it's, it's really, it's so tempting to kind of, you know, take the bait and, and argue with them. Oh yeah, never respond it's to a troll. no point, no, no point at all. Just ignore. It doesn't matter how vile or argumentative or annoyed you feel about it or anything like that. If you get a troll comment on one of your posts, just don't even respond. It's the best way to deal yeah. with a troll. And a lot of other people will respond on your behalf. Exactly. Right. Anyway. Yeah, but never, <laughs> ever, ever respond. I've seen it go south so many times when people try and argue their point <laughs> or call out how rude that person's being. And trolls love that. If yeah. you if you come back at them, they're like, right now I've got you, you're mine now. <laughs> and that's their evening. They'll sit there with a glass of wine yeah. and, and they'll play that game for hours if yeah. they can. Yeah. So yeah, never respond to trolls. Absolutely. Um, and uh, another quick point that although this podcast is about Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups are actually very worthwhile as well. I didn't even know there was such a thing. I was just about to say, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't know in, in, until a few that's weeks ago. Load of yeah, well, they're quite hard to find. Um, right. So that sounds a bit counterintuitive that, you know, why, why would you do that? But those that are in them are really valuable because yeah. they've, they've kind of done the work to find these groups and they're really engaged in these groups. So, yeah, um, yeah if, you, it, it's, if you're looking at LinkedIn on a desktop, I can't think how you do it on the app, but on the top right, there's like, I think there's like three dots or three lines or something like that. And in there, it brings down a drop down and then you can see the groups and, right. and that's how you can join groups but we yeah. need to join a load of groups then yeah they're, they're very valuable linkedin groups they're well linkedin's um linkedin's a really interesting platform for content generally isn't it because yes. um one if you are live streaming on um linkedin then what linkedin does is it will and i've noticed this because very few people live stream on linkedin mm. if ever and um, in fact, I only know one person I'm connected with, and I'm connected with quite a few people on LinkedIn. 
and one person live streams and I get a notification pop up on my phone every time yeah. they live stream. I don't get notifications of anything else no. through LinkedIn, but that live stream does. LinkedIn, I will do a whole podcast episode on it actually because um, it is a very valuable pro- uh, platform yeah. and it's... Because it, what was the turn of the rates of the content oh, versus locals? I can't remember now. Is it 93 or it, something? It's around, it's very, very high. Lots of people are, are on LinkedIn just lurking and not, do, not doing so anything. Explain, they are still seeing it. Yeah, so explain what a lurker yeah, is they're, on. So they're still seeing your content and they're just not engaging with it. They're so not, that's a lurker? Yeah. So that a lurker is something who sees your content that you don't but they either click on it they don't comment on it they don't do anything but they might thoroughly enjoy the piece of content yeah. that you've got they just don't do anything with it and that's something that like, you found out that it was something like 93% of the whole audience on LinkedIn sits in that category which means that basically only 7% of the content creators and as such if you're a content creator on LinkedIn so you could be producing lots of content for example about your business on Facebook and getting really frustrated that the market seems saturated, then stick it on LinkedIn and get a very different experience. Yeah. Um, and as I say, with the lives, it appears to me that nobody in my audience is doing lives. Uh, I not my audience in my network on LinkedIn is doing lives, apart from one guy. Well, and I, I s- get notified of that every time. Oh, yeah, I saw um, somebody in a newsletter that I'm on, I can't remember which one it was, but they they were referring to their dad's business that they helped promote and um, they'd moved him from Facebook to LinkedIn and the engagement had just skyrocketed. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely worth investigating. We and need that, to do yeah, that. we'll do a <laughs> whole episode on it. So um, let's dive into your own group. So um, as we've already said, it's a direct link to your customers where you can ask for feedback, look for trends, see what they're talking about between each other. Um, it's a really good way of kind of plugging into their brain really and just getting that really valuable information it's also brilliant for retention um so if you whether you sell a product or a service Mm. if you've got a group alongside that where fans of that product or service can kind of congregate together and help each other and get excited about it it's it will keep people coming back to your product or service um, and it's especially true if you've got a membership service where obviously you want people coming back month after month after month and, and keep paying you. Um, yeah, creating that. And I, I think the best example I can give of that off the top of my head is um, I quite like to recir- re- recycle um, old furniture sometimes, mm. don't I? Like um, wooden furniture. Upcycling. Upcycle, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm part of a couple of groups of uh, paint um, one is uh, friend chic and one is Annie Sloan and they're, they're both specific types of paint for that activity and those groups are huge and so engaged mm. everyone is painting the, you know the latest so painting posting the latest thing that they painted that weekend right. and loads of people are commenting on it saying oh that's really nice well what color did you use or yeah. how did you get this or where did you get that from and, and it's, it's just brilliant for that mm. um, and obviously people keep going back to those products I'm quite rare in that I use the two. They're kind of rival firms, but oh, right. lots of people are kind of either like diehard one or the other. <laughs> it's like Nike and Adidas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually tend to use both. Um, but yeah, it's it's brilliant for obviously, and then every time they release a new colour or a new type of paint, obviously everyone's talking about it. And... Well, it's a great thing to have if you're a business owner and you can create a resource like a group for your fans of your business or customers or whatever it is. Because it's a, because they'll give you feedback. So yeah. those paint, those paint companies, that they're they're getting a live feed from yeah. their customer base, right? Exactly. Telling them, right, I love this and this. I wish they did yeah, whatever absolutely. it is. Yeah, absolutely, all and the time. Yeah. That's how often do, does any business ever get that yeah. normally? Normally, you get some dry like, oh, do you want to complete my survey? Yeah, it's like, exactly. Who ever completes it? I've never completed a survey in my life. Oh, well, and it's a it's a bed of testimonials as well. Yeah, because right. people are sharing that. Oh, I loved this. You know, keep keeping with the paintings. Oh, I loved this color, or the finish on that was great. And yeah. you, you've got those comments right there that, you, that as testimonials. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's it's a it's, so it's well, and the photos of their of yeah. what they're doing with the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've got, you're right. If you've got a product, yeah, definitely. Um, it also this is a big one. It also increases your organic reach. Right. Um, so as I said, Mark Zuckerberg and the whole of Facebook, obviously not just him, <laughs> was is really pushing the whole group thing. Um, therefore, um, group posts are are like front and center of your feed. Um, any any groups that you're regularly in, um, or any new group. I've noticed this recently. So I've just yeah. joined a new group. Yeah. And if I open Facebook now, that's the first thing I see is posting that. Your group. spot. I'm really pleased you said that because I I hadn't. 
I've literally just because we're doing this podcast, um, I like I dip my toe in the water about into like doing some more research because obviously as we the more podcasts we do, the better we want to get at doing them. Yeah. And um, and so I joined two groups, podcasting groups. Yeah. Just to see what other podcasters are doing and what what how they solve certain problems and things like that. My feed now. Yeah. is full. I don't see anything but those two groups on my whole exactly. Facebook feed. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah, I'm part of a probably the same as you. Yeah. Nearly a hundred groups. Exactly. I don't see any of the other groups yeah, at all. Yeah, Facebook are like, oh he likes podcasts, does he? Right. And just chucks all of that at you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So so for a business that's huge because Yeah, yeah, because you feel someone's timeline. Yeah, well on a page you get like I was what was the stat I read yesterday? It was dire. It was worse than you've been saying. What, 2%? Yeah, I think it's like 0.1. Really? It's dire. So what yeah. Kate's referring to there, guys, is if you if you have a Facebook page um, and you have a 1,000 fans, just for example. Oh, that was it. Yeah, sorry. Just to elaborate on that, it depends how many followers you've got. Right. If you've got um, 10,000 followers, because the more followers you've got, the lower the engagement goes, if that makes sense. Right. Um, because of people following it, but they're not doing anything with it. So, yeah, if you've got 10,000 or more people following your page, it's like 0.5. If you've got 100,000 people, which you'd think, yay, I've got 100,000 people, it's 0.1. Really? Yeah, it's insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So that's the percentage, Kate's talking yeah. about, 0.5% of the audience. And this isn't, this is where, this is Facebook determining, okay, you've put a post up today, well done. Um, and we will show that post, even though you've got follow people who have said they're following or liking your page, it will show that to 0.5% of your, of, of your audience that yeah. follow or like your page. And if you've been lucky enough to get to a hundred thousand, yeah. they'll only show it to 0.1% of that audience. So building a page yeah, is, is, is not very good at all no. on, on that. I mean, the only real benefit of a page nowadays i mean you should you should have a page because it's like your shop window I've always, it's like a website almost. yeah nowadays. i've always whenever i've been kind of deliberating and i've spoken with other people about this as well they do a similar thing if they if they're looking at some a company's website they're deliberating about a product or service and they're new first thing they do is go check out their facebook page yeah. and get more of a feel for the company so you should definitely have a page and keep it up to date um but really, the, one of the main benefits of having a page and a group is that you can post your pay, your group's posts via your page, if that yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. so And you share in other groups and that kind of thing. So that that's you, you've got that cross-engagement. Yeah, So and if you're wondering, well, why the hell is Facebook doing that? It's because it wants you to pay for ads. Yeah. That's the primary reason. So there's, there's two motivations for um, a social media platform well, several motivations, but some of the key motivations for social media platform um, is one, keeping you on the, the blessed platform for as long as possible, right? So they, they want you to spend as much time of your day um, opening the app and looking at the app. So that's why video is, is uh, preferenced over everything else, because you will spend more time watching a video than you will looking at a photo or reading an article. Yeah. So Videos top, so that's why they'll prioritize video, and in particular things like live streams and things like that, yeah. because it's all video content, and that that preference is there. And the other thing is that, uh, and uh, obviously advertisers. Um, so the more time that they can demonstrate that you're watching video, if you've noticed, if you've watched any video footage at all on Facebook, um, you'll notice that they've got ads that run through that video now on every video yeah. and that's coming more than ever in the last 12 months or so you've, you've seen that raise quite a lot so and then it's like well how do we make more money out of the businesses because they know that businesses are using facebook to um, represent their business and get access to facebook's audience so it wants those businesses to effectively pay mm -hmm. to get access to those audience so yeah you might have created or cultivated a community, uh, an audience of 100,000 or 10,000 or 5,000 or 100 people on your page. But it's like, yeah, but if you really want to talk to that audience, you've got to pay by boosting or creating an ad to that audience. And you'll notice if you ever create any ads, one of the options is to your existing followers and likes. Yeah. That's why it's doing what it's doing. It doesn't, 
it doesn't see it, it doesn't see any reason as a company to give you access to all of all of that what they see as their audience yeah. without you you paying for it and the reason why groups are preferenced over pages is because they know that groups keep people are just as valuable as video yeah. because they keep people on the page but when someone is engaged in a group they will read a post type back and forth on a post watch yeah. the responses go down to the next comment go and, back on later yeah they're they're as valuable groups are as valuable as videos and all that kind of stuff so yeah there'll come a time where advertising will be pushed into groups yeah. uh, but at the moment that's not the case but that's why groups are preferenced over pages so yeah that's... yeah so that that's huge um obviously you're building a community which is what we've kind of talked about with the retention and the authority and everything else it's really important to kind of build this community of, of people around your your product or service um you can do things like members only deals and things like that as well to make your customers within your group or um, feel special you know mm. feel that they're part of something um unique and just just for them kind of so you, you get this kind of exclusive um atmosphere about it uh, that you can problem solve as well so you can use your group as your um, customer service department, yeah. basically, and also once your once your group gets going and it's got people in there, people will start asking each other, ask answering, sorry, each other's questions. Yeah. So um, you know you don't need to even be front and center all the time. You can let the kind of conversation take place between each other. Well, you will attract people into your group that may have more experience and expertise than you have. Yeah. I mean, we found that with. When we created the community for the local community for the planning stuff, oh, yeah. for that Facebook group, one of the admins on that group, he knew everything about planning well, and what was going on. We approached him to be an admin, didn't we? Yeah, because we were was, like, you know more of this yeah, than we do. He was like on top of every post. He was his experience and understanding of what was going on was way more than we had or were ever yeah. interested in learning. To yeah. be honest. And um, yeah, so and you'll find that in your own group, people will, will naturally. It's not always people that know less than you. Sometimes no. it's people that know a lot more. And if it's it sounds like a lot of work, it it is, um, and it certainly is to start with. But you can get help. Like the gentleman you just mentioned, he's retired. He, he you know didn't want any money for running the group. He, he genuinely likes doing that. Yeah. Um, but you can also get paid help. You know, if you if you just. Um, you can, you know, pay an intern or pay like a VA or, or some big groups have full-time community managers, which is yeah. all they do is just look after these groups. So you, it's not that you have to be there front and centre the whole time. Um, you can also put together like a group with a few other people, yeah. uh, just like, you know, Lucinda with with us, like co-admining that group. That's just yeah. the two of us. But, um, you know, you might get together with a group of different entrepreneurs or different like similar businesses to you that yeah. you've already got that kind of cohesiveness between your businesses and, and set up a group between you yeah and that's that's a really good idea if you have if you have something in which there are similar businesses to you if you're in a particular industry and you need to and you recognize that okay there's a question there's questions our customers have that they're currently trying to source from all different places and the quality of the answers they're getting is not at the standard that we would want them to get, they deserve better, then yeah, make it a collaborative approach, as we said yeah. in the past, where collaboration in, in 2020, uh, 2020 and 2021 is easier now than ever, yeah. and more important than ever. So if you're thinking, okay, like the wedding industry one, for example, you could, lit like, you could literally turn around to a handful of suppliers, perhaps, in different, who supply different things and say why don't we create a wedding group yeah. to help um, our potential customers to come together us educate them and be able to hopefully we might be able to supply them a service but fundamentally they understand what great quality is yeah and and they're educated around what what a fantastic experience should be yeah. for their wedding and you can apply that to any industry really yeah but. yeah absolutely so um there's three things within the kind of group um system as it okay. were trying to think of a word for that um that are, are really underused that um people don't really kind of know are there um and the first one is social learning um so within the settings you can uh, create your group as a social learning group and that enables you to put like mini courses and things within right. your group 
and people can like tick to say they've done it and so you you're creating this um resource for people uh which which i had no idea existed well, i've never even heard of what you're no so um so you can yeah create like so if you've got a it, it's great for like a membership service or you know if you've got so, a, so, so you effectively can become an online course service yeah yeah so yeah you, you have like these little modules and really? there's all sorts of things you can well, do when you build the content into those modules yeah. and then you can just publish it into yeah the... i've not looked at it properly myself it's something i only learned yesterday so i'm going to wow. look at it but it's um yeah it's a great again because they want to keep people on the platform yeah. they, they're using it within and and people can as i say tick to say that they've read that bit or done this bit or watched that video or whatever it is oh, wow. um, and then you can kind of monitor what they're doing which again is great if you i don't know if you sell a, a product and you know it's, it's something that people need to know how to use you can do some little how-to videos that go alongside it that people can say well oh, we've yeah, talked about that. with the smiling entrepreneurs uh, yeah. podcast haven't we that we've we've spoken on a few occasions about creating more resources for people in small business or yeah. starting out and having a smiling entrepreneurs group yeah and being able to give them content in that group that they can just go yep yeah, well, we, we have set up Smiling Entrepreneurs Group. It, it's got no members yet because we haven't promoted it. We haven't it. done any promotion. Um, yeah. but, um, but I will look at this this kind of social learning to see if that's suitable for, for our needs. But, yeah, because it'd be great to give people that learning piece yeah. alongside the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, another one is a, a watch party. Um, so that's a bit like a live, but it's only for your group. Yeah, well, um, okay. So you go live within your group um, and people get notified. Um, and then you, you, you've got this kind of little you know, watch party going on within within your group, so it's just your people. Um, and the other thing is insights, which again, I didn't really know was a thing in groups. I know you've got insights on your page, how many yeah, people yeah, have clicked yeah. and what, but you've got group insights as well. Uh, so how many people have joined, how active they are, what yeah, they're doing, good. like the most active people, the least active people, and all sorts of insights within your group as well. So that really helps with- Well, it's huge, because as your group grows, you can actually see well, how much, what percentage of that group is actually engaged. Yeah, like exactly. you say about the uh, traveling community one with, 14,000 people or whatever it is, but yeah. out of that 14,000, how many, what percentage is actually yeah. posting and commenting? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, those three little um, techniques within a group are, are really, um, really useful, I think. Yeah. Well, it's, engagement's super important with groups based on what we were saying earlier yeah. about how, how we only ever see, like the new, new posts come up yeah. but I don't see anything of anybody no else. exactly exactly um, and so just a few pointers as well on um, how to get the most out of your group so if you've already got a group and you're and you're thinking oh I've got a group it doesn't really work very well for me and um, these could help but also if you're you know thinking of starting a group um, so uh, it's important in your description um, to add you can add tags so that's like keywords. As I said earlier, Facebook's beginning to act a little bit like a search engine now yeah. because it's so huge. Um, so people can search. And if you're, you've are you got, I don't know, um, tips for chihuahuas, dog, you know, <laughs> tips for dog owners with chihuahuas, you know, it's a specific. Right. Yeah, because, that's pretty specific. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. It's, you could have tips for dog owners, yeah. But that's going to be very wide. Yeah, niching your group is exactly. really important. Yeah. So then your tags, you would obviously have chihuahua lovers, chihuahua fans, yeah. uh, dog owners with chihuahuas. You'd have all these little tags and then you're going to come up when someone's like, my chihuahua's driving me crazy, it keeps eating my sofa. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that, so yeah, I didn't know you could add these tags either. So that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. um, a great way of doing things. Adding a code of conduct. Um, so mm. that you've got these rules is essential because if you do get some idiotic people in your group, which you will, uh, you are hundred <laughs> percent humans are humans, unfortunately. Um, but you, if you've got those rules there, it's it you can just kick them out because obviously they've you know how you've broken these rules, you're out. You know. Yeah, and you need to be. Dried. Yeah, you do, do. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how long those rules are. Yeah. But you you definitely need a very clear way of like taking the emotion out of everything yeah and just saying did they break that rule okay done yeah um and because it's that's not what your group's about you you are not creating a group to get dragged into nonsense conversations and arguments yeah exactly so so rules might be you know um uh that be respectful to other people be kind. Uh, yeah be kind don't um you know you, you need to be from the area if it's a local yeah. group and you find out that they're sending from another country or something like that um 
that you know not to spam um only to post promotional posts on these days or whatever yeah. it is the group the rules are very much up to you but it, it there's loads of examples them. online that you can yeah. grab and like those podcast groups that i um i joined they have really long-winded set of... yeah i noticed you broke a rule didn't you because i you broke an email. Rule straight away <laughs> yeah i broke a rule straight away but you so... got a very friendly email i thought i thought it was a nice well, email. They, yeah and they emailed me though yeah i was quite surprised by that but yeah all i'd done was I think I just said hello, <laughs> and and I'd mentioned the podcast, but the fact that I'd mentioned the podcast was enough to, for them to say, you can't do that. Yeah. I was like, oh, normally, I was only saying hi. Normally you can on your intro post Exactly, only. that's yeah. what I thought, yeah. but no, that was like, no, you're not allowed to do that. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> they were really strict. Some people are very, like in some of the groups, they're very, very strict, but... Yeah. But that's normally because they've had enough. They've been doing it for yeah. a long time. And they're and bigger groups. Yeah. Although I do find the really strict ones can... I, I avoid them personally because I find they can be too restrictive. Mm. Um, and because y- y- you feel like... What was the one I left? I think it was a travel one that I... Yeah, it was. There was a big travel one. I think it actually ended up being closed because a load of people got fed up with it. Um, oh, there was that one that did go south really yeah. badly, didn't it? But yeah. um, no, this one was... Oh, because the post had to be approved. Yes, yeah, so I, I personally wouldn't advise this, like no. um, having to approve the posts, because obviously that's a load more work for you anyway. But if I'm posting in a group, it's because I want an answer to something now. Yeah. I don't want to wait three days for my post to be approved. I had a post approved the other day that was literally like two weeks after I'd oh, approved really? that I posted. I was like, what's the point in that? <laughs> yeah, don't do post approvals. Like sit, just set your rules. And as, and as your community grows... You, you'll have people in that community that have, who will all be very aware of what the rules are. Yeah. And they and if they see a post that they think breaks the rules, they'll bring it to your attention. They'll yeah. flag you in it. And you can report posts as in a group. If you don't like a particular post, you go, yeah, I don't like that. Report it, and that gets flagged to the admin, which is obviously you, and then you can just delete it or keep it, whatever, whatever you want to do. But, um, yeah, that never... Ne- Unless you're doing nothing else, yeah. don't approve posts. Yeah. But it's because it's a waste of your time. I I find it very annoying. Uh, I mean, if you have got a, a group that's growing very fast and you've got like a thread with loads of comments on it and it's gone a bit crazy, you can always turn off the comments for the post. Do like I'm done with this now. We're we're done. You can just as an admin, you can turn off the comments. Well, if it's an argumentative thing, or, or even if it's just gone on too long, you know, if if it's like getting to thousands of comments and you're done. Yeah, but that's an engagement thing. You've it it depends you know? on the again on the situation. Yeah. But you 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 know you're in control at the end of the day. You are, so. yeah, and I think some people love that control factor, which is why the <laughs> approval and the admins get yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But and what you'll also see if you manage a group is you'll see people argue between themselves, and that can get quite heated. Yeah. in some cases and, and and then you have to kind of sit there as admin and decide okay do i step in do i not step in but that's why your rules yeah have to be in place from the really clear from the beginning so if you see that okay because it's fine for people to have an argument if they've got different opinions and they're trying to work out common ground then so be it but if it starts getting abusive then and your rules say you've got to be kind and all this kind of stuff then you're more than in your rights to, to take You'll it down. have to get tagged in at that point anyway. Yeah, you I, will. I always am. But we've seen some we've seen some admins in the past um, get themselves pulled into all sorts of nonsense when they didn't need to. One of the, the worst groups is uh, I found is actually the local group here in France. Yeah, with all the expats in it, they yeah, often they get, go at each other. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. They, but a lot of them are retired and got nothing else to do. Yeah, and they all, they all, so many of them are trolls. Yeah. You know, they just absolutely, they, they're probably the nicest people in the world if we met them, but they all become these awful people online. So, yeah, it's a, in, in fact, I th- I'd say that running a group is a great way to build up that, the thick skin you need to be doing business online. Yeah. Because it, again, it depends on what it is, but yeah, yeah. it can be. Um, and having again, if you if you've got a group that's expanding um, and and growing quickly, having a separate email, even if it's just a such and such at gmail dot com or something like that, it doesn't have to be a, a proper hosted email. No. Um, it's quite useful because all contact will go straight into there rather than filling up your normal inbox yeah um because even if your email's not there they will find a way of finding you yeah definitely and just treat like set parameters up around it 
like decide why you're doing a group in the first place is it because you want you want to if, if you're you in business you definitely need a goal yeah yeah and it's like okay I'm doing this because this fits my um, creating a community and building and, and marketing and raising profile and it ticks all of those boxes really nicely for me creates opportunities down the road but it's one channel mm. I've got all these other channels that I have to work on in my life and things to do yeah it's one channel so allocate the appropriate amount of time to that and stick to it yeah. because what you don't want, especially as the group grows, you don't want it taking over your life. I yeah. mean that the travel group that you've got, you could easily wake up in the morning and be on that group all day long till bedtime and yeah. done nothing else, made no money, done nothing. Yeah. And, um, which if it was a money earner for me, I would, but it's very much a, it's just a common interest group but yeah. it's, it's not monetized is what i'm trying to say so, yeah exactly it could be in the future but it's not at the moment so and same with the uh, the local group to us where yeah. we used to live neither of them were monetized so um keeping your group engaged um is is essential if you want a successful group um and ways to do that is is like common threads so on a on a monday you might have a particular theme on a tuesday on a wednesday and however you want to do it so that People know that those threads are going to kind of pop up and will continually engage with it. Asking questions, um, polls, all sorts of things that you can include in your group. A nice welcome message for every time you let in a wave of people, tag them and say, welcome to the group, introduce yourselves. Mm -hmm. um, however you want to do it, but do keep people engaged. You can't just set up a group and then expect it to do its own thing. Yeah. You, you've got to lead that party. You've got to uh, get people talking and, and, and get them engaged. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's it's why these promotions throughout the week. It's one it restricts people spamming yep. the thing, but it also keeps people very focused. Yeah, another thing that will keep out the bots because um, you don't want bots in your group is you can ask questions um, when you set up the group. And they only need to be very basic. You know, if you've got a lo local group, do you live in this area? Yeah. Or, um, uh, you know, if you've got a child-related group, do you have children? How old are your children? Just a couple of questions will throw out any bots because they yeah. can't they can't get through that. So um, that really helps, obviously, with keeping the spam down. Um, and oh, and the other thing is to post at peak times. So again, in your insights, you'll work out when most of your group are online. Um, so obviously, that's when you want to kind of be posting. It's more difficult with international groups. Again, like the travel one, there's people all over the world in that. So people are obviously in it all over the place. But um, again, a local group, you'll you'll have kind of very obvious peak times. Um, and the last thing, and probably the most important thing, is if you are going to do a group or you've got a group, uh, how do you monetize it? Um, so if you've got a successful group, there's lots of ways you can monetize it if, if it's your group. Um, you know, you, you can be posting um, affiliates in there. Um, people can actually pay to post in your group if you if you do allow kind of promotional posts. You can obviously sell your own products and services in there. Um, you can sell membership off the back of it. So you've got a kind of general group and then you offer a paid group which has like more information or specific yeah. information or it's a smaller kind of like vip group there's loads there's tons of ways that you can you can monetize yeah you can also um move them onto like if you think of a group as maybe the top of your sales funnel your marketing funnel yeah you can use that as that right okay what can i bolt on to this group to start moving them through the sales cycle yeah. so it's why you see people saying, okay, would you like to be on my email list? Well, can I, or I send a freebie out? to get them on your email list. Yeah, and the, the and the reason why that's important, and we talked about email in a previous episode, yeah. is because people, when you send them an email, they're more than likely to read it. If they've opted into that, they read it. And that, that email thread, that, that, so that email cycle then that you've built, is is all about taking them through the journey, so eventually they'll buy a product or yes. service from you. So. And they're way more inclined to opt in if they've seen, got some value out of the group that you've yeah. created. Well, it's about building your community. So um, about three years ago, several kind of high profile group owners that were like coaches or marketers, um, I'm talking like kind of like 50,000 people upwards in their group, uh, closed their groups. There was a whole swathe of them just ordered it uh, within the like two or three weeks. Oh, really? um, and it's because 
they were employing like two or three full-time people just to manage the groups yeah. um, and they were essentially free groups for them yeah. and so they, they wanted to take that resource and own it so they took them into their own kind of membership platforms or just to email or whatever that is they did with them and, and closed the groups so that they became more exclusive and they could control that more, Facebook yeah. didn't own it but they built that community first, yeah. you know? So, because um, a lot of people were like, oh, the Facebook group's useless, the big guys are leaving, but the big guys had their engaged it. audience already, so. Well, that owning things, really, that's something that um, we were discussing the other day, the, on a previous episode, that the um, Facebook owns everything yeah. when you're using its platform. You don't get the rights to use any of it. No. and. You don't get any information about any of the people that are in your groups. Not even you don't really even get if they if their privacy settings and everything's set up. There's nothing you see about those individuals no. in the groups. Whereas the, so having a strategy that enables them to opt in to email and something like that so that you can engage with them more closely down the road, then you own that that piece of yeah. information. But all the time you're in the uh, what do you call it? the world of Facebook, whatever yeah. you want to call it, you, you don't get any information, anything like that. You're just there solely at the, um, well, the pleasure of Facebook. There's no, nothing more you can do with it. So you can see why big platforms, uh, big groups like that, the, yeah. the people behind it were just like, yeah, Facebook could just shut this group tomorrow exactly. and we would have lost all that work. Exactly, yeah. So it's, yeah, it needs to be part of a bigger strategy. Yeah. Um, but certainly when you're new and starting out, it's a brilliant way to kind of grow, grow your profile and, and people knowing that you're there. Yeah, having that, yeah, having a, a strategy to move people along the line is really, really important because don't think Facebook won't close your page down or your group down or anything. Yeah immediately because they could do that at any time well russell brunson refers to it as the thanos uh, snap yeah from um, from the avengers yeah it, facebook can just click their fingers and it'll all be gone yeah yeah you should never be entirely dependent as a business on one specific no platform. exactly yeah yeah change an algorithm or rules or anything like that and you're done yeah very much so but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take advantage of it while it's there yeah 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 exactly so that was Facebook groups. Uh, I hope that's been interesting and yes, useful. Um, well, There's a load of stuff that you and I have got to start working yeah, on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's, there is a Smiling Entrepreneurs group, so do have a look for it on Facebook, and um, hopefully people can use that and use the yeah. resources that we'll be putting in there. Yeah, it's yeah. we haven't done any promotion for that, but if you go to Smiling Entrepreneurs uh, on Facebook, you'll find our page, and there's a link to the group in there. And uh, yeah, we'll be building up some resources to put into that group, especially after some of the things that you talked about today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, start building that group up. That'd be good. Cool. Yeah. Episode 60. Episode 60. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.